The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Today's daf is being dedicated in memory of Helfon ben Regina Malka. Ruach Hashem tanihenu began Eden. Amen. Gemara Mu'ad Katan, daf Zayin. Today's daf is being studied by Elon Shmat. Abraham ben Esther, Ruach Hashem tanihenu began Eden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied for Hashem by Yosef ben Sarah. Elna Rafanalo, betoch shar holi amo Yisrael. Amen. We begin today's daf. On the Zayin Amud Rishon, right on the top line, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Misadeh Ilan Kedarko, Umisadeh Lavan Chelo Kedarko. In our Mishnah, we discussed trapping different type of rodents that might be in a person's field on the Cholamoed and in the Shemitah. Specifically, we talked about the Ishut, which we explained is a mole, which is a blind animal that digs holes in the ground and ruins the fields, and Achbarim, which are mice. So according to Shittav Rabbi Yehuda, he said, in a Sde'ilan, where there's great damage, that's a field with trees, so you can trap them in the normal fashion. However, in a Sde'ilan, which is a wheat field, since it's not excessive damage, it's not a great Peseda, you can only trap them in not the normal fashion. So the Gavana wants to know now, what is considered normal fashion, what's considered not the normal fashion. Tanu Rabbanan, Kesad Kedarko, what's considered Kedarko? Chofer Guma. You dig a hole, and you hang a trap in the hole, and therefore the mole goes into the hole and gets caught in the trap. What's the case of You take a spit, an iron spit, and you thrust it in the ground, and you bang the spit into the ground with a hammer. And you flatten the ground that's underneath it. Now, these should have a different interpretation of exactly what happens over here. Some may say when you flatten the ground that's underneath, so now the uh, the mold cannot travel through the ground anymore. Because there's earth now that becomes flat, he cannot burrow through it, and therefore he dies. Which is the earth falls on him or causes a blockage in the holes under the ground, and therefore he cannot travel anymore. Others say that when you bang the ground underneath, it causes the mold to come out of the ground. And you have a trap on top of the ground catching him. That's the way the Me'idi learns. As opposed to just putting a trap in the hole itself. You cause the, the mold to surface and then you trap him with the uh, trap that is on the outside. In any event, that's considered Shiloh Kedarka. Tanya, Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov Omer. Kesha'amru misadilavan Shiloh Kedarko. When we said that Mistilavan in a wheat field, contribute that Shiloh Kedarko, you could you know, only in a, in a not normal fashion, Lo Amru Ela Bisadelavan Simukalair. That's only on a Stelavan that's close to the city. However, Aval Bistelavan Simukala Sadeh Ilan, however, Bisadelavan that's close to a Sadeh of trees, Afilu Kedarko. You can even trap the Ishut in the normal fashion. Why? Shimmi Yitzu Mistelavan, the Habibu Tailanot. Because we're worried it might leave. The stay lavan and go to this day ilanot. So therefore, you can trap it kedarko. So only time is shelo kedarko when it's a stay lavan alone, not next to any other fields. But a stay lavan next to a stay ilan, you're able to trap it kedarko. Tosfot has a safek over. He doesn't know if this is this a third shita. Which means you have Tanakama that says you can do it Kedarko everywhere. You have the second Chita is Rabbi Yehuda that says Delavan, Shiloh Kedarko, Ilan Kedarko. Now you have a third Chita, Rabbi Ezra bin Yaakov. 
So Tosfot says, Lo yadana mahu imu tana shilishi, be a third opinion, or shema miltad tanakama mefaresh, or he's explaining the opinion of tanakama, uh, that which tanakama said, that in the lavan, you can do it with kedarko, that's because it's next to a stay Iran. Or shema yishlomar, terbi yudam modeh, besteh lavan usubukhal, sadeh ha'ilan. Which means, or he's explaining to be Yehuda. Which is the Yehuda that was Matir. But that said, it's Shiloh Kedarko, that's only in Estel Avan alone. But Estel Avan, that's next to Estel Ilan, even the Yehuda Bimudi can do with Kedarko. And really that's the uh, approach that Tosafot prefers at the end of Tosafot, that really it's explaining the Shita of the Yehuda. That Shiloh Kedarko was only when Estel Avan is alone. But when Estel Avan is next to Estel Ilan, even the Yehuda Bimudi can do with Kedarko. Comes again, but I continue, so my clean, it is permissible to breach, or to, I'm sorry, to wall a breached fence around a field on Hola Mu'id. Kesad Maklin, how do you wall the uh, field? Rabbi Yosef Amar, Behutsa Vedafna. The room in Hutsa means palm branches, and Dafna, they explain it to me as laurel. Okay, what does this mean over here? It seems the laurel is like the uh, pieces of wood that you place as the base of the uh, fence, and then you take the palm branches and you, you know, weave them across. So you're making a uh, temporary fence, really not a permanent fence, obviously, making out of branches and palm leaves. You make a wall of rocks, that's soror, soror is rocks, but you don't cement them. So you just pile up rocks temporarily, not in a permanent fashion, and you wall the field. This is only talking about where you want to protect the garden. But if you want to protect your hatser, your courtyard, then you could repair the fence in the normal fashion. What's the explanation? Well, in the field, we're not so worried about such a hefzid if the wall is not such a strong wall. However, in your hatzid, a person has assets there. He has money there. We're concerned if the wall is not going to be a sturdy wall, people will come in and steal his money and that will bring a peseda yetera. So therefore, in a field, even a temporary wall, that suffices. However, in a hatzid, where there's a sufficient loss, if he doesn't make a permanent wall, it's permissible to make a permanent wall. As she says, Aval bekotel gina teleka pesedai yiterai yaili beinches. That's such a loss that people enter it. Aval bekotel haser boneke darkod ika pesedai yiterai yaili baganabe veganbe mamonef. The ganabe are going to go in and steal his money. Comes again with another misayale. We have a lema misay. Let us bring a proof to that hazda. We have a wall that is leaning into the Rishut Rabim. There's a danger that it's going to fall into the Rishut Rabim and damage somebody. You can demolish it and build it in the normal fashion because of the danger involved. So the Gibraltar is originally thinking this is a proof to Rav Hazda. You see a wall in the Rishut Rabim, so you're allowed to actually build it in the normal fashion. The Gibraltar is no. Over there, we're giving you the reason why you can build it in a normal fashion. It's only because of the danger that it poses. Over here, you're trying to tell me that in a regular chatzeh, where there's no danger necessarily, you just want to do it to protect your right. money. So you have no proof from this case. There's another version. You have a wall that is leaning into the shut rabim. You're able to demolish it, rebuild it. 
Because of these sakana, so the Gemara makes a diuk. Only because of danger. Implying that what if there was no danger, you'd not be allowed to establish a permanent wall. Let this be a question on that Fazda. Because you, that Fazda, said even in the case where there's no Sakana, where it's just a Nyan of financial laws, you're allowed to put the wall up permanently. Here it's much only with Sakana. Which is no, in the case of the Sakana, they allow you to demolish it and rebuild it. Whereas in the case of the Hatser, we only allow you to rebuild it but not to demolish it. Which means, if it was demolished already from before Yom Tov, then we'll let you rebuild it on Yom Tov to, re- to fix your Hatser. But we're not going to let you demolish it on Hulam Mu'id and rebuild That's only a hetir for the case where there is Sakana. Hatam, so the Gemara says, wait. Hatam namil l'istor v'lo libne. Well, if you're only worried about Sakana, what's the Sakana under the Shudra? I mean, the wall is leaning and it might fall. So how do you get rid of the, dam, the, the Sakana? Demolish it. You should be allowed to demolish it, but why should be allowed to rebuild it? So the Gemara says, Listor which is the building already, that doesn't pose any second after it anymore, so you should be allowed to demolish it and not rebuild it. Because we know the, the nature of people. If you don't let them rebuild it, they're not going to take it down in the first place. And therefore, it's going to pose a sakana. So the only reason why we let you knock it down and rebuild it, because this is a sakana, if we don't let you rebuild it, the guy's not going to want to knock it down in the first place. It's going to pose a threat for the sakana of the people in the Shutrabim. However, when it comes to a personal field, then already you can only rebuild it, but you cannot be soter. That in a field, you can only build a temporary wall. In a field. Why? It says in the Mishnah, That says in the Shemitah, you're allowed to build a fence in the normal fashion. Which is in Cholam you have to do it. But in the Shemitah, you can build the wall in the normal fashion. So the Gebra says, Where's this wall? If you tell me you're building a wall in a courtyard, you have to tell me that you're allowed to build a wall in a courtyard in Shemitah? Why shouldn't I think you're allowed to build a wall in a courtyard? Meaning, uh, there's no issue of building during the Shemitah year. talking about building a fence, it's talking about a garden. And what's the Hadush in Shemitah? And even though when you build a fence around your garden during the Shemitah, it looks like you might be protecting the Perot, and we know in Shemitah you have to leave the Perot to be FK, so I might think that building a fence in Shemitah should be Asur, Shema'amina, a proof that what? That you see, first of all in Shemitah it's permissible, we don't make that Gezerah, uh, but second of all you see more importantly the proof. Amishnah, when it's talking about building a fence, it must have been talking about building a fence around a field. And what did it say? You can only build it Shiloh Kedarka. When it came to Holomod, it says, you build the fence Shiloh Kedarka. So what do you see? That in a Gina on Holomod, you can only do it Shiloh Kedarka. Well, like the Rav Hazdan said, However, in the Hatzin itself, one would be allowed to even build it permanently. And if it's Sakana, you can even demolish it and rebuild it. If you look at the Tosafot, Amar of Hashem, Anitin, Amidaika, Pasak, Betosfot. The Rav Rebbe Nupere, Zilcheta, Achi. The Kotel Hatzer, when it comes to the Kotel of Hatzer, Mutal, Ibnoto. Of course, only in a place where you're concerned that there might be thieves. 
between the Hatserot, which means if you just worry, you don't want trespasses between one courtyard to another courtyard, you cannot build the uh, wall permanently. You can only build the word perm, wall permanently in the Hatserot if it's protecting you from the Rishut Tanavim and the Ganavim. Comes the next Mishnah and says, Rabbi Meir says, Ro'in et anigaim la'kel aval lo la'chmir. Rabbi Meir says, on Cholamu'id, it is permissible for a Kohen to look at somebody that has nigaim. He has sarat, he has leprosy. La'kel, you're able to look at him to give a lenient ruling. However, aval lo la'chmir. But you cannot look at the sarat to give a mahmir, to give a stringent Ruling, that's she. If the Kohen is going to give him a Tahor ruling, you can look at it. If the Kohen looks at the Tzarat and renders it that it's Tameh, he doesn't say anything. Because if you're going to tell him that he's Tameh, you're going to cause the guy Tzar. Therefore, he can. So, comes out of the media, you do see another Hadush. That the Quran is allowed to look at a Tzara'at and not render a ruling. Then you can only you, can, you look at it, you say, if it's Tahor, you can tell him it's Tahor. If it's Tameh, keep quiet, don't say anything. How come you say, don't look at it at all? Not to be lenient and not to be Mahmir. Uh, What's the logic? Because Hakamim are going to say, because once you look at it, you got to give a psaq. You can't keep quiet. So therefore, better not to look at it at all. That's the mahluk between Rabbi Meir and Achamim Tanya. Rabbi Meir Omer. Rabbi Meir says, Ro'in et nega'im la'kel, aval lo la'chmir. Rabbi Yoseh Omer, lo la'kel velo la'chmir. So we see that Tanakama of the Mishnah. The Achamim of the Mishnah is actually Rabbi Yoseh. That says you cannot look at nega'im, not la'kel, not la'chmir. She'im ata nizakek lo la'kel, nizakek lo af la'chmir. Because once already, you're going to... You have to give a lenient ruling, you're also going to be obligated to give a stringent ruling. Which means once already you're looking, you have to give a psak. So that's the machloket uh, over here. That she says, Kilomar, Once God looks at it, he has to tell him if it is ta'or or not. Then we don't want him to look at it at all. Amar B. So the B says, now we have to give the halakha. Who do we go like? Do we go like Rabbi Meir or do we go like Rabbi Yosef? It seems that Rabbi Meir is correct. That what? That you give a psaq on the nigaim lakel bimusgar. On a misora that is musgar. With the vrei Rabbi Yosef, and we're going to follow Rabbi Yosef not to look at it at all when bimuchlat. Now what's a musgar and what's a muchlat? So let's just review the laws of negat sarat. Of course the person has a sarat on his, uh, let's say, his hand. The Kohen goes and looks at him. And let's say he doesn't want to yet give a, a ruling that he's a confirmed mitzvah. Uh, uh, so he's a muskar, which means he has the simanim yet, but we don't know yet if it is going to spread. So therefore he has tum'ah, he's called a mitzvah muskar. Seven days later the Kohen goes again and looks at it. If he sees that still nothing changed, he's considered a muskar shini. They uh, say a second uh, 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 process of seven days. If after the second seven days you see that it starts to spread, then he becomes a muhlat. Then he becomes a confirmed mitzvah. Now one of the things about a confirmed mitzvah, you should know that already has to go outside of the uh, mahaneh. And he has to go outside of the, uh, outside of the uh, camp, of the city. 
So now the Gemara wants to say like this. Rabbi wants to say it seems that we're going to go like Rabbi Meir b'Musgar Rashi Shiroin, which means when what type of Misora are we going to say that you can go look at if he's a Musgar? And we'll see what type of Musgar is it a Rishon or is it a Sheni? I will see the logic as well. But just get the concept. According to the B, we're going to prosecute like Rabbi Meir in a Misora Musgar. We need to quickly look at him le'akir velo le'avir, and we're going to take it to be Yosef by a Misora Muhlad. Don't look at him. At all. Ben Lakir, Ben Lahmid. So the Gibra analyzed it. Abaraba, Betahor, Kuramalo Pedigi, Delo Hazude. Which means on somebody that never was examined yet by a Kohen, he's Tahor, don't get involved. Don't look at it, the Kohen should not see him at all on Holamoed. Don't start the process of Mechla. Bezger Rishon, if he's a Musgar Rishon, which means already the Kohen saw him and put him in his gear for seven days. Okay? Everybody will agree, look at him. What's the logic? Because he doesn't lose. Because if you make him tahor, he's free. If you tell him you're still his gear, nothing changes. Because so, you have his gear sheni. So therefore there's no, you didn't ruin his hola mo'ed, because either he's status quo or you make him better. So there's no loss on his gear rishon. Okay, look at Rashi. Besger Rishon, she'im mitahed le misameyach le. Right, if you tell me he's happy. He don't mitahed le, lo mitameh le yoter. Mitahikara, he doesn't become more tameh than he originally was. Ela mesgir epam shiniyah. He just becomes a hezger, muzgar, a second time. So everybody's going to agree on the answer of you. On a tahor, don't look at him at all. On hezger Rishon, everybody says, look at him, give the ruling. Ben la'akel, ben la'amik, because it's not going to ruin the halamwet. So what's the mahlokit? Over here, the Mahlokan is going to be Behesger Sheni. Which means, already he was a Muscar, already for the second, for the second time already. Right? Which means they, they, they looked at him, they made him as Gedi Shon, he went back to Quim, made him as Gedi Sheni, now to come back. Now what's the Nafkamina? now? Either he becomes Dahor, or he becomes a Muhlat. When he becomes a Muhlat, already you're changing his status. So the Gibran says, Mor Sabar Bikohen Talya Milta. Which means, more about one rabbi holds, and that's the bimir. It's up to the kohen, and therefore, if the kohen says tahor, it's tahor. If he doesn't say anything, nothing happens, and therefore, e tahor amar le tahor. If he's tahor, he'll tell him tahor. The itame shatik, and if he's not tahor, he'll keep quiet, and therefore the bimir holds even by his kid sheni. There's no problem to. To make a ruling on Yom Tov, on Holomoyed. Because, look, 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 look ch- ch- check him out, examine him. Why? What, what, are, you, what are you worried about? The Bimid holds, you don't have to make a ruling. Which means, it depends on his on the words. So therefore, if it's Tahor, he made his holiday. Which means, Yatam Tahor, go home, and uh, he's happy. If he's Tameh, I won't make him a Mukhlatar, I'll just keep quiet. And the Bimid holds, you're allowed to do that. You're allowed to hold back the uh, Psaq. Because it all depends on the Kohen's Dibur. ruling, on his Dibur. Okay, look at that she. Sabar, more, meaning, uh, more is the second line. Rabbi Meir, Damaru Ela, Kele, Tahir, Avalol, Tameh, Sabar, Bekoen, Talia, Rahmana. Di'i, Mitameh, Le'avi, Tameh. Di'i, Lo, Ba'e, Mitameh, Le'lo, Avi, Tameh. Ulachi, Hazir, Le'akel. That's why you could look at him, Le'akel. Aval, Lo, Le'akmid. Yehazir, Le'davu, Tameh, Lo, Le'ma, Le'klum. He won't tell him anything. Ve'lo, Avi, Tameh. Umor sabar. What is a bi yoseh hold? Le taharo o le tameo ketiv. 
the Pasuk says, when the Kohen looks at him, he's looking at him for one or two options. Either to purify him, or metameim. So you can't start now uh, abstaining from a, from a psak. And she says, he cannot keep quiet. And then when the case of his gift sheni, now you're ruining him. Because by telling him he's tameh, now you're causing him to be a mukhlat. The mukhlat now wants to go chutz la machane. So therefore, uh, that is the mahlokit between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yoseh. Again, in the Tahor, everybody says, don't examine him bichlal. In his gerri shon, everybody holds, examine him, because there's nothing to lose. What's the mahlokit over here? His gerri sheni. Rabbi Meir says, examine him. If he's tahor, you tell him he's tahor. If he's not tahor, you keep quiet. And the queen has the option to do that. Rabbi says, no, letaro, letamneo. And his gerri sheni, he has to make a ruling. Therefore, don't look at it. Because if it's Tameh, you're going to have to open your mouth and you're going to ruin his holiday. Yeah, wait, exactly. You wait till after, uh, after the Mu'id. Amar Mor, Amar Rabbi. We go back. Rabbi just taught us what? We're repeating a statement that we just made in the name of Rabbi Nir'in, the Rabbi Yosei, Muhlat. We're going to follow Rabbi Yosei's opinion by a Muhlat, which means what? On a Muhlat, do not look at him at all. The Devrei Rabbi Meir, the Muzgar. However, we're going to take the Bimir and the Muzgar Sheni, that what? Look at him. And what's the Pshat? Look at him. If he's Tahor, say he's Tahor. If he's not Tahor, just keep quiet. But when it comes to a Mukhlat, we're going to take the B. Yosef's opinion, do not say anything. So the Gemara asks, what are you talking about? We have the B saying the exact opposite. What does it mean? That we're going to take the Bimir on a Mukhlat. That on a Mukhlat, we're going to say what? You can make a ruling on Hulam uh, Wa'id, and a Musgar, we're going to take Rabbi Yosef, don't look at it at all. So now we have a Mahlokit on what's the Psak. Let's get the Mahlokit good, and let's see what it's based on. Again, one opinion says that Rabbi held, we follow Rabbi Meir by a Musgar, and Rabbi Yosef by a Muhlat. And the second version says, no, we follow Rabbi Yoseh by a Musgar and Rabbi Meir by a Mukhlat, which is the total opposite. So Gibran says, uh, what's the, how do, you, how do you square that off? Gibran says, Tana'ihi, Aliba the Rabbi. It's a Mahlokat Tana'ihi, what the Rabbi said. Now, what is the basis of the Mahlokat? Why would one rabbi say, in the name of Rabbi, that when it comes to a Mukhlat, we go like Rabbi Yoseh? And why would one rabbi say in the name of Rabbi that when it comes to Mukhlat we go like Rabbi Meir? What's the, uh, what's the logic? So the Gemara says, Mor sabar safta de alma adifle, or mor sabar safta de ishto adifale. The Mahlokan is based on who does a person enjoy company with more? Does a person, safta is company, does a person enjoy company more with his wife as opposed to being with people? Or does he enjoy the company of being with people more than his wife? This is a, a mahlokit. Now, let's analyze it ourselves. If you hold, let's get the dinim first, according to Shittat Rashi. A mukhlat. A mukhlat is outside the mahane. Right? He has to, after already the Quran says twice, they look at him after his kirshini, he's confirmed, he goes outside the mahane. However, even when he's outside the mahane, he's allowed to be with his wife. Now, once you look at the uh, mukhlat, right, and you tell him tahor, well, great news. Now he can come back. Now he can come back to the mahane, okay? So he can be with people, but he starts a seven-day tahara process, and during the seven-day tahara process, he's not allowed to be with his wife. 
So therefore, there's a there's a benefit of becoming tahor from muhlat in the sense that you can go back to the to the people. You can be with the company of people, but you lose the company of your wife. So that's really what the Bakhlukin is based on. If you hold that what that a person would rather be in the company of people more than the company of his wife, then when it comes to a muhlat, we'll hold like the Bimi'ir. Make a ruling. Which means go to look at the muhlat, and if the if the Quran tells him you're tahor, He's thrilled. I got to get back with the people. I mean, you can be with your wife. I'm happy to be with the people. The other shita says, no. A person would rather be with his wife. And therefore, don't make a ruling on a muhlat. Because if you're going to tell the muhlat that he's ta'or, he can go back to the sibur, he can go back to the people. But what? He can't be with his wife. So therefore, we don't want to ruin his halamu'ed. So therefore, the mahlokir of what we hold by a muhlat is really dependent on... What we think people would prefer. Safta de Alma, the company of the people, the company of his wife. Let's read that inside in Nashi. Mor Sabar, Safta de Ishto Adif Teula, Ki Hazi de Bemoed, Beskir Shini. Therefore, you can uh, look at him in the case of Heskir Shini. In the case of Heskir uh, Shini. Now, what's the law of Heskir Shini? Heskir Shini, what are you going to make him? You're going to make him Mukhlat? Well, Mukhlat, what does it do with him? He can't be with people. So what? He'll go outside the mahalit, but he could still be with his wife. Which is if you hold... Let's go to the other side now. If you hold that, the person would rather be with his wife, so there's no problem with his girshini. Because his girshini makes him a mukhlat. If he does a tahor, he's just nothing, it's over. If he does a tameh, what does he got to do? He's got to leave the uh, mahalit. Okay, so what? But he still could be with his wife. So therefore, you didn't ruin anything to him. So I said, the mitaro misamiho. If you met the guy from his Kirishini, he's happy. You send them out of the three Mahanot. And he doesn't have the company of people. He doesn't have any anguish. Why? He still has the company of his wife. However, we'll take the Yosef. By a mukhlat, why? Because if you're going to mitahir him through mukhlat, he loses his wife. Because now in the seven-day tara process, he can't be with his wife, and therefore don't make a ruling. The afilu mitahir le, afalgav de shari le lemachane Yisrael. Even though you let him come back, eat le saara de let the sabhad ishto. He doesn't have the safta, the company of his wife. The asuru the kivan de mitahir le mahaluto mepehle le mitne sheva le mimne sheva yemes sipure. He has to count seven clean days. He's assumed to be with his wife during the seven days. Out of the tent. That means from his wife. So let's review again. According to the opinion that says, So therefore, he had to be with his wife. So that's the pshat. So we'll say like this. Halakha is going to follow Rabbi Meir in what? When it comes to his kirsheni. Make a ruling. Uh, what, 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 what are you going to rule? You rule him Tahor, he's thrilled. You rule him Tameh, you didn't hurt him. He can still be with his wife. He has to go outside the Mahane, but so what? He doesn't care. As long as he can be with his wife. However, when it comes to a Mukhlat, we're not going to be Yosef. Don't say anything. Because if you're going to say that he's Tahor, he then he loses his wife. Because although he can come back to the Mahane, but now he's not allowed to be with his wife during the seven days of the uh, Sefirah. So therefore, that's the Shita that says, will follow to be Meir. Behisgir and will follow to be Yosef Behlin. Now let's go the other way. Next Rashi. And the other opinion says no. A person would rather be with the people more than his wife. 
which means this opinion will say we go like the Bimi'ir bin Muhlat. Now, what do you gain by ruling a Muhlat? Well, if you tell him he's Tameh still, you didn't ruin anything, status didn't change. If you tell him he's Tahor, he's thrilled. Even though he can't be with his wife, but now you're letting him go back with the people, because he can go back to the Mahaneh. The Devir be Yosebe Muskar. And what's trying to be Yosebe bus- Muskar? If you tell a guy who's a Muskar that he's Tahor, oh, that's good, he's happy. But if you tell the guy who's a Muskar that he's Tameh, he's not going to be happy. Because even though he can still be with his wife, however, he loses the people, he's got to go outside the Mahaneh. So therefore, in, in the, this is what Shikta is saying, he'd rather be with people. So it's a sabar, sabta da'a ma'adifle. Ulaqi hazi bi mehaluto. You'll look at him during the haluto, why? Di'i mitameh, lo mitameh, yoteh mitameh kara. Because on the haluto side, there's no downside. Because if he's still tameh, he didn't make him any worse off than he was. Di'i mitaharo, and if you're going to say he's tahor, misameho. Why? Di'i tleh sabta da'a ma'adifle. Because you go back to the ma'adifle. Afagab da'a sub the speech amita. Even though he's a sub the speech amita, so what? Sabta da'a ma'adifle. But we're going to follow the Yosef in Muskar. That we're not going to look at him at all. Because if he says Tamei, he's got to go outside the three Mahanot. It's going to cause Tzahar to him because he's going to have to go out of the camp. So that's the two versions of the B based on what a person prefers. Come together and continues. Now it's a question. You tell me Mukhlat when he's outside the money is allowed to be with his wife. Is that so? Kibara says, In. Yes indeed, it is so. But we learned Which means it says he will sit outside his tent for seven days. Asur and what do we learn from there? That he's forbidden to be with his wife. Whenever it says he'll be, he has to leave his tent, the tent is referring to his wife. Which means, after Matan Torah, Borei Olam told Moshe Rabbeinu, go tell the Jewish people they can go back to their tents. Because for three days before Matan Torah, they were forbidden to be with their wives. So what does it mean, Shuvu Lachem Lachem? Go back to your tents, meaning go back to be with your wives. So you see when the Torah says by the Mitzorah, that for seven days, he has to be Mechutz Le'aholo, means that he's not allowed to be with his wife. So the Biuda Omer, the Biuda finishes the proof and says, Shiva'at Yamim Yisperulo, and he counts seven days, Yemeh Sefiro Velo Yemeh Halut. She's only during the seven days of counting he's a suit to be with his wife. But the time of halut, the confirmation, where he's outside the man is permissible. So therefore, in the Khanami, he's allowed to be with his wife during the Yemeh Halita. Again, the Torah says, when do you have to be away from your tent? During the seven days of counting. When does the seven days of counting come? After the Quran tells the halut that now you are tahor. Good, he comes back to the Mahaneh, but he's got to count seven days, and then he brings his Qurban in the process. During those seven days of the Sifirat, Tashmish Zasud, Bibe Sifuro, Velo Bime Haluto. So indeed is permissible that Tashmish Mita during the time of the Yemeh Haluta. That continues, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yudalmer, Zayin Yemeh Sifiro. He says, he says like this, if you tell me that you have to be a Surah Tashmish, during the seven days of Sefirah, Kalba Omer Limei Haluto. Or the most of during the times of his Haluta. So which means now we have a Tanah that holds in Ekanami. He's really a Sur. Masmiz Amitah is a Sur Bimei Sefirah. And Bimei Sefirah, he's on the purity. 
and he starts mitameh, or he starts super tamish. Come the omer when he is actually a chanuta. No, so this is the, so obviously it's not going like a biusim rebbe yudah. It's going like the other uh, opinion. We have a machlok at name over here. So Gemara says, "The Amar Rebbe Chaya, said, 'Danti lefnei Rabbi.' He says, 'I went in front of Rabbi to learn. I told him, 'Lematanu Rabbeinu.' Rabbi, you taught us. Rabbi Chaya telling Rabbi, Rabbi, you taught us. Yotam lo hayalo leuziyahu ela bime haluto. You taught us Uziyahu was the father of Yotam." Uziyahu was a Mitzorah for a period of time. And you taught us that Uziyahu had Yotam when he was a Mitzorah Muhlat. Meaning he, he had to speak with his wife when he was a Mitzorah Muhlat. And from that conception was born Yotam. Amar lo afani kachamarti. Yes, I did say that. So comes out you have a Mahlok between Rabbi and Rabbi Yoseb, Rabbi Yudah. Rabbi says in Echanam you can have Tashmish during the time of Halutah. He said, Oziyah, Oziyah had Yotam. Whereas the Biosimri with that says no. So the Gemara says, What is the source of this Mahloket? Rabbi Yosimri with that, Sabar, Gali Rahmana Bime Sifuro, Vekotchekim Bime Halutah. Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yudah says that the Torah says by Yemes Sifiro the Tashmish is Asur. So it's said by Yemes Sifiro and we can deduce a Kadha Homer on our own. Yemes Sifiro, Kadha Homer, Yemes Haluto. Umor Sabar, Rabbi Yudahos, Maide Gale, Gale. Umaide Logale, Logale. Which means what it says, it says. What it doesn't say, it doesn't say. Torah says Yemes Sifiro, Yemes Sifiro. Don't learn a Kadha Homer to Yemen. Haluto. So it comes out of the Mahlokan, it's like this. Do you make the Kama Homer? Or don't you make the Kama Homer? The first Rabbi Yusuf Yudah says, it says it by Haluto, you may say, that the Shemish is a surah. I'll make a Kama Homer, Kama Homer bimeh, Haluto. Rabbi Yudah says, no, no, no. Maide gale, gale. The Torah told you what's Isur. It's only Isur bimeh, Sefiro. But it's not going to be Asur bimeh, Haluto. So Tosfot says, Lame in Rabbi Doresh Kama Homer. Just make a Kama Homer. Adam Doresh Kama Homer, Ma'atsu. You're allowed to Doresh Kama Homer on your own. So why didn't he just say, so Torah says, Yemeh sefirot tashmish zasur, koshiken yemeh, haluton says, v'shemeh yesh shum pircha. Because could be there is a refutation to this kava homer. So someone tells what it is, but could be the kava homer is not 100%, or shemeh mitzurah hadushu. Or maybe, um, the whole concept of mitzurah is a hadush. So you cannot start making kava homers on a hadush. The whole thing is a hadush that you tell me it's a sur tashmish, and he has to count seven days. So on a thing that's a hadush, you cannot start saying, well, if this is the case, come home somewhere else. Which means, could be the way he's learning when it says Zayin Yamim, he learned it as a Mi'ut. The Pasuk saying, Dadka in the Zayin Yamim, it's going to be Asutas Mishla Apuke at the time of the Halita. So therefore, you cannot make a Kavachom because we have a Pasuk that's really being Mema'et you from making the Kavachom. It's only Dadka the seven days. So it comes out, we have a great Machlam between the Tanaim. Rabbi Yosem Rabbi Yudah says, Tashmish Rabbi Yudah Asur the whole time from Mimeh Halita to the whole seven days, where Rabbi says, Rabbi Yudah says, no, only Bimeh Sifirat says, Asur like the Torah says, but Bimeh Halita is going to be. Mutar comes to and says the memra the bechuen talia milta. Do you mean to tell me that the ruling is depending on the kohen? Which means maybe it's an automatic. Which is who told you that dep- everybody agrees here that it's dependent on the kohen? Which is even Rabbi Meir he holds it's dependent on the kohen. He just tells you the kohen keep quiet, but he agrees that you have to make a uh, ruling from the kohen. Rabbi Yosef, for sure. He says that if a guy, he's got to, when, he, when he sees him, he has to tell him he's Tahor or Tameh. But everybody agrees that the Tum'ah of the fellow is really dependent on the 
Kohen's ruling. So the Gemara says, e, yes, Vatanya, as we learned, and it says, Ubiyom Harot Bo. It says, on the day that the Kohen will see the Salat. Yom Sha'ataru Ebo. Yes, Yom Sha'ataru Ebo. Yes, Yom Sha'ataru Ebo. Which means, there's certain days that the Kohen looks at Salat. And there's other days that he doesn't look. Again, the Ubiyom. We're learning from the Ubiyom. That what? The Pasuk could have just said, Biyom. Ubiyom comes and tells me, some days the Kohen looks, and some days he doesn't. When is that? Mikan Amru. Hatan. Let's say Hatan, he just got married. He wants to enjoy the Sheva Berachot. He wants to enjoy seven days. If the Kohen's going to look at his Sarat, right after he got married, you own his whole, uh, his whole week. So it says, Hatan Shinulat Bonega. Which means whether the Sarat is on him, whether the Sarat is on his house, or whether the Sarat is on his clothes. So the different types of Sarat, we give him a break. So what do you see over here? That it's really dependent on the Kohen. If you told me it's an automatic, so what do I care? He's got it on his uh, body, he's Tameh. From the fact that you see that you could delay it, that means, what do you mean delay? It means the Kohen will not make a ruling. So what does that show you? That it's really dependent on the... Kohen's uh, psak. You understand? The Gemara gives another example. Vechen beregen on the holiday. Person wants to join the seven days of the holiday. Notim lo shivat yemei regel. Give him the seven days of the holiday. Then make the rule. Devre Rabbi Yehuda. That's the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Omer elu tzarich. Rabbi Yehuda says you don't need that tirasha. Where you know it from? Rabbi Omer v'siva hakohen ufinu et abayit. Which means like this. This is my tumat negat sarat of the bayit. What does it say? The Kohen comes to the house. He sees a tzara'at on the walls. What does he tell the fellow? Take out all the kidney from the house. Before he makes the ruling, he wants to, he doesn't want to ruin all his uh, kidney. They're going to become tameh. But if he says it's tameh, now everything in the house becomes tameh. So before he makes it, he doesn't mechis it. You know what? Clean out everything from the house before he makes it. But what do you see? That tumat bayit at least is dependent on what? The Kohen's ruling. Otherwise, what, what do you think? How could you make a... Uh, 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 psak. It's, it's also automatic. But what? The Rabbi is going to learn like this. Once already I see by Tum'at Bayit that I can delay the Psak to save the guy's money. So he says, Although more so I can delay for Dvar Mitzvah, meaning if he's a Hatan or it's a Regan. Which is, in this case of here, we're telling the Kohen, you know what? The coin says, you know what, empty your house first. Now, he's waiting to give a psaq, but we're going to delay the psaq for a monetary situation. It's not a mitzvah. So the B says, if a monetary concern, you could delay the psaq, call chicken for mitzvah, you could delay the psaq. Meaning, if he's a hatan, you want him to have some hatan, seven days, or it's the regim. So, by the way, both rabbis learning the same thing that for a mitzvah, you can be the, the psaq. But, it's just learning from different Pesukim. One rabbi learns it from the verse of Ubiyom, which means certain days he gives a psaq, certain days he doesn't. Which days doesn't he? When it's a hatan or it's a regal. The other rabbi, the B says, no, no, no. I learned it from Ufinu Tabayit. By Tum'at Habayit, when it says you empty the house out, if you can delay the psaq for a reshud, you can delay it for a mitzvah. So the Gemara is, my benayu. What's the, what's the nafka mina? Uh, it's just uh, 
Do you make the derasha on this pasuk, or do you make the derasha on the other pasuk? No nafkamina. Just one rabbi said it was more masma from the ubiyom, and another rabbi said it's more masma from the ufidu tabai. Just mashmaut dorshim, which is a more uh, sound derasha. The rabbah amar devar harishut ika benayu. Oh, tell you, tremendous nafkamina. A devar harishut, which means according to the first pshat. Only for Dvar Mitzvah you'll delay. Because it says Ubiyom. Certain days you look at the Tzarat, certain days you don't. Right? And, and that was what Negat Tzarat of an Adam. Okay, that was by Adam. So by Negat Tzarat on the person, I only see that you're delayed for Dvar Mitzvah. Now, the Torah does say Ufinu to buy it, but that's why Negat Tzarat of a buy it. I don't learn buy it to Adam. So therefore, that opinion is say by Adam, you do not delay it only for Tzorich Mitzvah. Whereas according to the second opinion, once it said it by Tzarat Abayit that you delayed even for the shoot. So therefore I see what? That you could delay the Tzarat even for a Rishut and certainly for a Rega which is a Mitzvah. So Rishut Ikebra, look at that she. Devara Rishut Ikebenayu. Rabbi Yehuda Demapik Mibiyom Harot Bo. Right? Quite Rabbi Yehuda that learns it from the first person. Ubiyom. Correct. When it comes to Tumah Begufeh, Kotel Bihudai, you do not delay for voluntary items. And just like what Tumah Begufeh, we said you can delay it for monetary situation, Kotel for Regal and Mitzvah, so Tumah Tumah Taguf. You'll be even delay the psak for a personal davar. They shoot. So that would be the nafka mina. Baruch Adonai Amen. Amen.